thank you to Cindy Renard for being my guest and for chatting with us about her wonderful new book. You're going to laugh at all the sticky notes. Heaven is... <laughs> And it's it's an incredible book, and I just found it to be just reminder after reminder after reminder. It was, and you know, just a really, I think coming out of COVID, just what a timely gift, you know, for the world to just be like, this is our focus, <laughs> we can do this. Right. Yes. So Cindy, do you want to say hello? And just I'm admitting people and... Um, yes, and I'm... Yeah, I'm just happy. Uh, thank you for inviting me um, to do this. I always love sharing A Course in Miracles, and um, there's so much material, um, as probably most of you know, in the course. I mean, it's endless, the amount of material, yet there's really only one big message, <laughs> you know, that that we're not really here. We're still at home in God, dreaming that we're here. That's the main core message there is no world yet we need 1300 pages <laughs> to you know to kind of relearn you know um the truth because you know we've been poorly taught by the ego and uh we know that we've been poorly taught because you know we we usually tend to default to the ego as our teacher instead of joining with the Holy Spirit. Um, but the course is a wonderful tool because it reminds us that we have the power of our minds. So we can remember that we are mind and not the body and the body's not the decision maker. So no matter what is going on in our dream scripts, we can always remember that we can have, we have a choice in how we're perceiving, how we're interpreting the world. And, and you said, Fiona, after COVID, um, you know, I wrote this book, Heaven is Now, right towards the end of yeah. that period. Um, it was a perfect time to write it. Yeah. And I figured, you know, a lot of us are sort of being consumed by what's going on in the world and the whole COVID thing. And, you know, now the Ukraine situation and all, all these different things going on, shootings, at least in a North, you know, in America, we have a lot of shootings and uh, a lot of people have been consumed and focused with this. So I thought, how appropriate right now to put out a book to remind people that no matter what is going on, you remain in heaven. You've never left heaven. It is now. It is always now. It's not in the past. It's not in the future. And I was just inspired to uh, write a book with that title because there's a lot that you can write about that falls under that category of heaven is now. So, um, so that's why I wrote it um, as reminder, as a reminder, you know, for people, you know, of where we always remain, no matter how hard or challenging things get, you know, the courses, we're not ever saying the course is always easy to practice when the world is just completely insane. <laughs> it's not always easy to practice. Um, but the message itself is simple once we really open ourselves up to it and are willing to put the practice in and really learn to think differently about the events in our not only our personal lives, but yes, events in the world. Um, it can really, really transform, you know, how you're, well, transform your state of mind and really, really bring you back to a place of, of cause, not effect, being at the effect of the world but really, really taking the reins 
and bringing the mind back to a place of peace. And that's the whole goal of the course is the attainment of true peace. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we can get into a lot of stuff, but um, I don't know if there's anything particular you want to talk about. Oh, I have three questions. (laughs) (laughs) So I just kind of went through like all the chapters and just things that I highlighted that I think just would be so great for everyone who's joined us to just be reminded of or get your your insights on as a course teacher. And of course, this is your beautiful book. Um, So I I was actually um, going to ask you to help center everyone in the intention of our gathering today about sharing, you know, what drove you to write the book. Would I assume what you just said is (laughs) why you wrote it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I wrote, I was inspired with the the title uh, came to me. It was just downloaded. It's what I call downloads. When I don't think of it, I didn't have to think of it. It just popped in my mind, which I know is the Holy spirit when that happens. Um, So the title just, I was like, Oh, heaven is now because it is now. And I just thought, Oh, there's what else is there? (laughs) You know? And so it just came to me like that. No effort at all on my part. Um, That's when I know it's inspired. So I thought, okay. And once I start the writing process, um, I always find myself, it's very meditative for me when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And I felt this book was definitely channeled. In other words, what I mean by that is it's just, it flows. It flowed very naturally. And all the chapter titles and everything um, just was, um, didn't require a lot of effort you know, and I do enjoy writing too. So um, it just was a really nice process. Well, you can always tell that it is the Holy Spirit um, that we are receiving messages because yeah, you don't, you don't have to work for it. It's, it's not contrived and it's just, there's an ease and a flow to it. And nothing, you know, it's like, there's, it's just, there's nothing else I'd rather do than write out the words that are coming to me or share what I'm saying or whatever it might be. There's just such a flow to the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. Where would you like to, where would you like to start, Fiona? Is there anything particular you want to specifically start with? Well, yeah, I mean, there, so first, I guess I just kind of have a flow through the chapters of just things that stood out. Um, But one of the first things um, I wanted to mention, so you're talking about in the first chapter that the kingdom of heaven, you know, like in the course, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is not only within you, it is you right and and this is such a profound statement and teaching and after eons of listening to the ego i mean it's it can be scary and shocking and just unbelievable (laughs) Um, you know so even just i mean it does very much correlate with the title of your book heaven is now the kingdom of heaven is you all of these things that just so go against uh, what the five senses are telling us Right. So, um, yeah, it was just I wondered, well, it also reinforces the atonement principle. Right. So the atonement, which is the idea that I never left my source. And I always try to reinforce the atonement in my work because it's so important. It's how the ego is undone in our mind. So I just wondered if you could just reinforce the importance of the atonement and just share with us about that topic. Yes. The means of the atonement. Well, let's go over the atonement is specifically the realization and acceptance that you've never left God, you've never separated. So you're correcting that misperception of separation and recognizing that it has not occurred. That's the atonement in the course, which is very different than the biblical 
version of atonement, which kind of makes one guilty that you have to atone for your sins. And fortunately, thank God, that is not the case. That's not the truth. Nobody has sinned because it's impossible. The Course says it's actually impossible because the separation is impossible. So when we're accepting the atonement for ourselves, we're also recognizing not only did the dream, we're experiencing a dream, but it didn't happen. But we are, well, the Course explains that the means of the atonement is forgiveness. So this is how we get to that place of really accepting fully and wholly that we've never separated. It requires forgiveness on our part, you know, a a certain kind of forgiveness that doesn't make it real, doesn't make the world real, separation real, the dream, our dream scripts real. And that immediately can bring our minds right back to going, oh yeah, this, this is a dream. And not only is it a dream, it's my dream, my projection, because there's only one dreamer of the dream and I'm it. Yeah. Like if each person thought that way, I'm it, I'm the dreamer of my dream. Nobody else is dreaming the dream for me, which is actually good news because this means nobody, the outside picture doesn't have power over you. You have the power over your dream and how you perceive the events in your dream. You have power over how you're reacting and responding to the events in the dream, to the people in your life. You get to decide how you feel, right, about about the dream figures that you've made up. So, you know, we like to say that the mind's making them up just like we do in bed at night in our nighttime dreams. We're making up those figures. Where are they coming from when we're dreaming in bed at night? The mind is making images. That includes all the people. So when we wake up from our nighttime dreams, we're waking up to another form of dreaming where we're still making up images. But it feels more real to us because we feel like we're more awake yeah. in this dream. We feel more awake. So it seems more solid and real, but mm-hmm. there's not really a difference. It's just a different form of dreaming. Yeah. So when we can get that, you know, really start to accept that, start to believe that, you know, our lives will completely shift. In other words, we won't be reactionaries. We can, we'll be responders. Sure. We can respond with love, but it, but it will be a different kind of response. We'll respond with compassion to the dream, understanding, non-judgment, and we'll we'll be forgiving of everything that comes up that disturbs our peace. And that's what matters. Not, you know, and you don't have to be perfect in regards to behavior in the dream. You know, we're just learning to undo the false self the ego, which is based on the idea of separation, mm-hmm. you know, and recognize we have another teacher yeah. that we can do. That's what the course is really about. Yeah. Recognizing the power to choose. Yeah. You know, yeah. And not making it real. That's not easy to do in a world where it just, it's uh, came from a thought of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. It came from a thought of insanity mm-hmm. that, you know, and we were all part of that as one mind dreaming of that insane thought. Yeah that we can, you know, leave God, um, that produced a very, very strong negative effect upon us where we felt guilty over that. Yeah. That's unconscious to us, yeah. felt guilty. And, and the Course says of all the causes of our pain and suffering, our guilt was not among them. We never, we never even thought that guilt 
would be the cause yeah. of our suffering because we don't tend to go that deep yeah. into the on the unconscious mind. But it is the guilt that runs the show if we let it. It doesn't have to. Yeah. But if we once we get wind of the fact that the guilt is has been running the show, then we can turn the tables on the ego, join with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, be above the battleground, and perceive the whole world, which is a dream, in a whole different way. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads us through and out of the dream, yeah. which awakens us from the dream, you know, and we can not judge it. So it's judging it, which makes it real. Like I could, as an example, I could have something horrible happen to me and I would probably react. I mean, maybe I'd react normally at first. Maybe I'd be frightened. Maybe I'd be scared. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I just, I hold the truth. I just know the truth regardless. That's the difference. It's not that I might not react sometimes. Um, but if I know the truth and I can come back to it, I can look at this fear or whatever it is from above the battleground i can remember i don't have to i don't have to judge myself for whatever emotions that i'm feeling that is key and all this is not judging ourselves that makes it more real yeah yeah that's the ego sneaking in the back door right when you start yeah. yourself yes. for having this experience right it, it just keeps you more in the experience if you judge it through the ego and we're yeah being guided to go above that battleground to invite the holy spirit's perception so we don't get as ingrained in you know whatever ego experience has popped up yes that's so important it's so important you know because the ego will run wild oh if yeah let really it how do many of us know that right it'll just we let our minds wander and yes. to oblivion yeah and when we let them just spiral into oblivion that's what our experience is going to be we're going to feel out of control we're going to feel you know that we don't have any control over our minds yeah. and i i'm good at i mean i've had many experiences like that where i felt like i'm just my mind is wandering into it. So I know what that feels like, and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel good. But if I catch it, if I catch myself doing that, that's the first step. Actually, in forgiveness, we have to kind of, we have to realize what we're doing, how we're thinking, you know, and catch it. And yeah. so we can stop ourselves and then, then, then re, right, reformulate our thoughts about it and yeah. remember that, okay. I, I'm I'm being at the effect of this right now instead yeah. of being at the cause. I'm being a, I'm allowing myself to be victimized by this, and that's a choice yeah. that I'm making, and I can choose again. Yeah. yeah, it's always where it comes back to the same thing every time. Every time, yeah. I can choose. Yeah. But that's powerful to know you. You know, we're not victims of the world we see. That's very powerful yeah. in a world where it's tempting to fall into that. <laughs> yeah, so tempting, so yes. tempting. I remember when I was going through a strong bout of anxiety in my early 20s, um, you know, it just came to me that nothing was being done to me. I was purely doing it to myself. And definitely that was the Holy Spirit, you know, sending me a message at that time, you know, and I wrote in my book, Awakening Your Right Mind, I shared that, you know, I used to sing the radio head song to me just where it was like, I do it to, you do it to yourself, you do. And that's what really hurts is you do it to yourself, just you, you and no one else. <laughs> right. It, it's just, but that's the key to salvation that we're taught in the course, right? Is the key to salvation is, but this, you are doing this unto yourself but that's great because if i'm doing it i can stop doing it <laughs> right yeah. no one else can do it for you but 
that's good because we don't know what mind frame they're in. You don't want, you would rather, right? I mean, we don't know how other people are perceiving anyway, and they're not necessarily perceiving accurately. And that's why I always remember that if I ever felt judgment upon myself, I have to remember, wait a minute, it's impossible to judge. People can't judge. We don't know how. Don't know how to <laughs> judge. Know. Have, you know, people, it's impossible because only the Holy Spirit's judgment, you know, is really the judgment we would want because the Holy Spirit knows only the truth about us. It doesn't see us as these separate beings. You know, it doesn't judge calls for love. It doesn't single out one call as more special or bigger or different than another call. It just sees it as a call for love, period. And it will just respond accordingly, but without, without making a hierarchy yeah, of yeah. illusions. Yeah. And so I always say the Holy Spirit's your best friend. Yes. The best friend you could possibly have. Yeah. Holy Spirit's the best therapist you could possibly have. That's for sure. Is it, it's, it would never judge. It just answers the call. Yeah. And if we hear that call, that's the call to joy, Yeah. which I love that saying, the call to joy. Yeah. It is a beautiful, positive, uplifting saying. That's what Holy Spirit is, yeah. calling us back to our true self, our true nature, you know, as God created us. And that's a very loving, compassionate thing. So when we, when we choose the Holy Spirit, we're being loving to ourselves because there's no one else. So we're just giving that to ourselves. And that's healing. Yeah, that's healing. And we can be a presence of love for others who believe they're there and out there, yeah. you know, we're, but it's a presence of love and a reminder for other people when we're in our right minds that they can choose the same. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love, you know, to like remind myself that the Holy Spirit is the voice for love. It's the voice for your source. The Holy Spirit loves you. It wants to take care of you. You know, it, it, it's ready to take care of you. Whereas the ego, it came from the idea of separation. It doesn't know how to love. So why would we turn to it for something that it's just incapable of doing? Yeah. Right? It's just such a real good realization. <laughs> it is, isn't it? it is, it's a really important realization. The ego is not our friend, you know, and let's be honest, right? The, the course is, there's nothing in the course that says, you know, make friends with your ego. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, it's okay, but there's a lot of teachings that say, oh, make the ego your friend. Yeah. You know, you can be best buddies with it. The ego yeah. does not evaluate you as loving, right? It wasn't made by love. Yeah. So it's not that the ego can learn. The course does say that yeah. the ego can learn and all that, but, but we want to remember that it's, it's dominant purpose is to dominate and control and maintain its identity and mm -hmm. uh, its existence. And it will do anything in, it, in its power to keep the separation going keep the dream real because it's threatened by the light by love by by the truth yeah. so it's not really our friend jesus is very clear and so graphic about <laughs> the horror of the ego i mean if you really read those lines i mean he's like it wants to kill you it what you know talks about the dripping of the blood you know you know the rubies are like blood or coming down, like, like the talks about the body being a skeleton that, that there's nothing in and of itself that is important. 
or as far as the body is concerned. And I mean, he just doesn't hold back. It just yeah. goes on and on. <laughs> Let's call about, it what it is. <laughs> and the ego, I mean, he doesn't hold back, but the ego is the symbol of, it's a symptom. The body is itself a symptom of guilt because it's like a wall of flesh around the mind that keeps us apart from each other yeah. and from God. Now, now he's not saying that we can't use the body. This is, would be the Holy Spirit can use the body. We can shift the purpose for it, though, and <laughs> not make it sound so depressing. <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit's goal then is to say, well, let's use your body, this world as a classroom. Okay, so that way it can be used for a holy purpose. That's the difference. It can be used for a holy purpose, which is to remember, we can use it as a tool, as a communication device yeah. to allow the Holy Spirit to you know, extend through us and we can communicate love, you know, to others through, right. through. So, so the, the key is, is that we don't have to just let it lie with the body as a symptom of guilt, which it is, but we can remember, we can replace it. Yes. We just want something to replace it with. Yes. So we don't end up feeling like, uh, you know, it's so depressing, blah, blah, blah. No, just, just allow your body to be a vessel. Yes. Allow it to be a vessel for the Holy spirit to communicate. Yeah. And then it becomes a holy, serves a holy purpose, you know, and so that, there is a good part of that. Well, and it is relieving, you know, to yeah. learn that that's possible that, you know, we're not stuck just in this world, but we're not stuck with our present experience of the body, which can be really, really heavy and painful and all other things. And, you know, one of the things I like to remind myself before I go to sleep every night is that this body is a totally neutral thing, which is a course lesson, but also that I choose to use this body for the purposes of communicate, communicating God's love for the Holy Spirit to move through me, right? It, this body is not for attack, right? It doesn't mean I don't make mistakes and I'm ready to forgive myself when I do, but I'm reminding myself of the true intention of this body, you know, is to let the Holy Spirit move through me, be truly helpful, forgive my own stuff and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy yeah. good times. <laughs> yes. Laugh, right? Laughter. Um, God, that is one of the most healthiest things we could possibly yes. do. Yeah. To me, health is laughter along with inner peace. Yeah. Of course, says inner peace, health is inner peace, yeah. you know, which laughter, joy, yeah. you know, all these things, um, recognizing, you know, we're not really here. We're still at home in God, but all those things bring about joy when we remember those things and laughter is, you know, Fiona, you and I have had some great laughs. Ooh, yeah. I mean, we've had some real crack ups where it's like belly laughs where you can't stop. You, you can't even breathe. I mean, but that's so that yeah. kind of laughter is just so we good need that. We need that. We need to remember that. That That's restaurant important. in New Jersey didn't know what to do with us. <laughs> oh yeah, we were just uh, every. We were Fiona. We were we were uh, yeah at this event together. We were just at the dinner table, and we just we were like in our own world, just yeah. laughing and laughing. So and everybody was like, "What is going on with these two? And we couldn't stop. We were we got into this role. I think where we just. But yeah, that was fun. That's really fun when that happens. That was that was great. But that's so good. That's so healthy when we do that. And, uh, it's so yeah. uplifting. You know, it's, I mean, I was brought up a Catholic and, you know, it's so the course's teachings that God's will for you is perfect happiness, that you're allowed to be happy. Your source knows you as innocent. Your source knows you as happy and joyful. And these are the qualities of my source. You know, it, it's, 
it's so uplifting. It, it's, you know, why wouldn't we want to participate in that and, and you know, and get to the point that it's more of our reality, that we are enjoying life more. We know what the hard times are for, which is our forgiveness, but, you know, that we're allowed to be happy and, and celebrate. Right. I remember in one of Gary Bernard's, your husband, you know, one of his books, you know, Art and Persa shared that if you've got nothing to forgive, celebrate. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Because we don't have to forgive the things that are going good. We, there's yeah. a, there's, yeah. um, you know, you just celebrate, just enjoy. Yeah. Because some people, we get a lot of questions about that, actually. Yeah. Do I need to forgive things if everything's going well? Do I need to forgive that? No. No. Only those things you recognize that are really pushing your buttons, those things that are disturbing you, you know, when you feel that twinge of mm, like grievance about something, it just feels uncomfortable. That's when you want to look at it, yeah. you know, and, and forget. But not when, you know, things are just flowing and synchronistic and they really truly are well and you are you know, feeling peaceful. Just allow it. Just yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Move into gratitude, you know, and. Well, you deserve it, right? You deserve it. Absolutely. That's something I often remind myself of is that I deserve yeah. this joy, this peace. Also, the commitment to stick to the course. I deserve that commitment. I deserve my commitment, you know, to remind ourselves that we're not lucky. It's not by chance. We deserve these things because our source created us as perfect love. And who are we to argue <laughs> Right. We don't have to earn it either. There's nothing to earn. I mean, as far as it's like when God gives you a gift, which he's given us the gift of eternal life, mm -hmm. you know, joy, he created us in joy and this kind of inner peace. And it's like, these are gifts that we don't have to earn it. He gave it to us. It's like, he's giving us these gifts. So we just need to recognize that we are worthy of it. Yeah. Like you said, we're, we're deserving of it. We're worthy of it. We don't have to earn that. Exactly. You know, and I think there's this, this culture that we live in that we're just, we're so guilty that we have to just yeah. be so hard and we have to like just be so hard on ourselves. And we're, there's a saying that I never really liked. It was like um, about uh, what will come to me about how you have to work so hard. Mm -hmm. What is it called when you, um, oh, oh, you have to pay your dues. Oh yeah. yeah. I've yeah. never really liked that. Yeah. to be honest you have to pay your dues yeah <laughs> that's like a very it's it's sort of intimidating and that's yeah. that's again the holy spirit wouldn't teach through intimidation no the holy spirit wouldn't say you have to pay your dues to earn my love yeah you know i mean i understand that you know if you want to be a good doctor sure you have to go to school and all that but there's a sort of intonation behind it that oh you gotta you know you gotta pay those dues that's there's sort of an energy around it. Yeah. Kind of a finger. Yeah. Sort of like, like it's just not very, you know, positive and it's not very encouraging. Put it right. that way. Yeah. But no, you don't have to. So, but sure there's being practical in the dream is it's good to be normal in the dream. If you want to be good at anything, you usually you have to practice at it or do you go to school for it? Sure. That's, that's normal. Yeah. But but we don't have to beat ourselves up or about, you know, if we're going slower, you know, than we thought or that, you know, in the dream, it's okay to be normal. That's something, a message we always want to put out there and always share. Yeah. If you're sick, if you feel like going to the doctor, go to the doctor, right? You know, you know, if you need to use magic, use magic, 
if it's going to, if it's helpful, if it's truly helpful, use magic, you know, you don't have to, but if it's your guidance, follow it because it can be a very loving thing to do. And do it with the Holy Spirit. If you're uncertain, you know, just Holy Spirit, I hold your hand doing this, you know, whatever it might be, but the Holy Spirit's always with us, right? Like, as like one of the chapters in your book, Faith or Fiction, right? I'm putting my faith in the Holy Spirit, Um, you know, and that, that again, actually, it relieves a lot of pressure. (laughs) It really does. Yeah. that's what we're always choosing between faith or fiction. But no, it's just faith or fiction. Or you know, we're really always choosing between. It's just another way of putting that Holy Spirit and the ego. We're, right. If we're choosing the Holy Spirit, we're having faith. Yeah. And it's something we can't really see, but you can feel it, sense it. You can get inspired. You can feel the inspiration right. of it. Having faith that it's always it's right there, a thought away in your mind. I always like to think of that in challenging times with the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus, they're just a thought away yeah. in your mind because they're, they're literally part of your mind. So, um, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Cindy. And I mean, one of the um, things that has come to me, because I, I like to ask the Holy Spirit for um, for guidance as to, you know, um, what, what a helpful idea from the course would be for me to focus on or a course lesson throughout the day. And one of the ones that's come to me recently is that God's love surrounds me. And I've found that to be so peaceful and and so in alignment with the atonement, right? That it's like God's love surrounds me, that it reminds me God is, and then I'm more vigilant for accepting the atonement. But what a beautiful idea to just sit with. And I envision kind of this pink light just loving Mm -hmm. me. God's love surrounds me, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful visual. Uh, And it is very comforting. That's a very comforting truth that God's love surrounds us always. I mean, there's never a time when it doesn't. Yeah, We can block the light. I mean, meaning our own, creating our own blocks, but it, it's not, we're not really being blocked, no. but, but, but we can feel like, have the, create the experience that we're blocking ourselves mm-hmm. from that love, but, but it's always there. Yeah. And that's so encouraging, right? So comfortable. I mean, comforting to have that, awareness that that's no matter how much I could block it I can't obliterate it yeah from my, yeah it's always surrounding me and, that, and it's I'm immersed in it really I mean you know we're at home in heaven dreaming we're in hell I mean yeah. and, uh, to put it you know I heard someone say that specifically once and I'm like yeah I know it sounds harsh mm-hmm. but hell is separation yeah you know, it's not like you're, you're, you're surrounded by fire and you're going to be consumed by the fire and, you know, the devil and all that. No, hell is separation. Yes. You know, heaven yeah. is joining. Heaven is oneness. Yeah. You know, so that's all hell is. It's not, you know, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be condemned forever into this yeah. fiery pit, you know, <laughs> consumed <laughs> by snakes. And, you know, and I, you know, it's a very popular idea, but it's, it's not accurate. Yeah, not accurate. Yeah, but we can certainly create our own hells by you know by our you know by our beliefs, and um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, yeah. And don't we just right? Like it's it's all a state of mind, right? Just your mind, your perception follows you everywhere. Um, you know, so we can yeah definitely create that or make that hellish perception. Um, but you know, obviously as course students, we're like um. 
yeah. kind of tired of this. <laughs> yeah, it does get tiring after a while, yes. you know, where we, we, we get to that place, I think, where that famous line that Helen Shuckman and Bill Thetford, yes. scribe of A Course in Miracles, when they said there's got to be a better way, when they weren't getting along mm -hmm. with each other and they were fighting a lot and they were and they just were open. They said, are you, they were both willing to find that better way. And then look what happened yeah. after you have the willingness to open yourself up. Yeah. Look who comes through. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Incredible. You know, Jesus comes through and says, you know, you have that willingness. That was the invitation. Yes. Holy spirit to, and fortunately Helen, even though she, you know, didn't always, you know, believe in what she was hearing at first, at least she didn't really, she just was really reluctant, mm -hmm. but, but she was committed yeah. because some part of her knew that it was true. Yeah. What she was writing, getting, you know, writing down was true. And she realized it was some kind of special assignment mm -hmm. she was here to do. So we all have to thank her for just being willing to Oh, just be willing to really put it out there when she was so reluctant, so yeah. reluctant. And Jesus wouldn't let her get anything wrong. I mean, in other words, he was editing her. Yeah. In other words, if she went off track, he would put her right back on track. Yeah. Never compromise, making sure there was no compromise yeah. with the message or else the course wouldn't work. Yeah. Wouldn't work if it was being compromised or if Helen's ego was in the way. Yeah. You know, he was kind of keeping her in check in a loving way, but keeping yeah. her in check. And she knew it. Yeah. She knew it that yeah. she couldn't veer off it. She, something in her could not do it. Yeah. Even if she wanted, she had to just keep coming back, yeah. not inserting her own ideas yeah. about it. And that's what makes the course so wonderful yeah. because you can see that all throughout the car, how consistent it is. Yes. So it's true. Very consistent in a brilliant way. Yeah. Brilliantly consistent. Says, a lot of the same things in, in, in hundreds of different ways. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like this spiral, right? Oh, here we go. Touch back on that idea and touch back on that idea and yeah. just repeating it, right? So it gets deeper in our minds. Yeah, upon that just deeper and deeper, whether we realize it or not, we're just yeah. reinforcing it. The, the repetition is absolutely necessary yeah. for us to, to really accept. You know, we're, we're kind of working on accepting yeah. You know, the truth, little by little, we're not accepting it all at once. Yeah. I mean, I think if we're all being really honest with ourselves, we don't, we're not, or else we'd, you know, be out of here. Yeah. We're not <laughs> really, really fully accepting it, mm -hmm. you know, which is okay. That's, this is a, is an evolution over time. And allowing ourselves that process, right? To yeah. this is our script, as you say throughout your book, you know, like yeah. and 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 yeah, this is this is what is. And it's that you're also talking about acceptance, you know, um, just accepting things. Um, and and I think that's again, it takes the pressure off, like, oh, here comes another lesson, or I find myself reacting. But if I choose the Holy Spirit, then this is how I start to heal and the ego is undone um, instead of beating ourselves up for these patterns that are repeating and and the things that are showing up that's just your script that's that's what's catching your attention right to forget yes, yes it is absolutely and things that keep showing up in our lives you know we don't have to choose to feel <laughs> defeated by by things that show up that are challenging that 
it can feel that way, but we can remember those things are really opportunities to grab them. Even if it's hard. I mean, if we, a part of our minds, if we can just remember, this can help me awaken. This can help. I can use it for that purpose to just get better and better at forgiveness, better and better at reminding myself of my reality, not getting sucked into the dream. I can use every challenge that way. This is the twist. The course is the reversal. Yeah. The course talks about a reversal of our mistakes. Yeah. That's the thought reversal yeah. is undoing the way we see now, the way we're thinking about these challenges that there are dream that can be vicious mm-hmm. and saying, oh, there's another way to look at this. It just always comes back to that every yeah. time. It's a reversal of thought. That's what the workbook does. Yeah. Yeah. Helps us reverse our perceptions and unlearn our mistakes yeah. so that we're remembering that and the way it's giving the way it's showing us how to do that is, is true forgiveness. So yeah, that's, that's key. The forgiveness is the key to happiness. It's the key yeah. to right, <laughs> unlocking these, these, and these chains we bound ourselves with yeah. to the world and helping us to rise above the battleground, which again, mean just means that you're joining with Jesus or the Holy spirit as your teacher and looking at it uh, without judgment, yeah. you know, and com- looking at it with compassion and not, you know, in a neutral way, looking at making sort of everything neutral, yeah. you can be the neutral observer yes. of your life instead of being the individual body that is experiencing it. You can be sort of watch it yeah. yourself, yeah. you know, as you're going through difficult times. Mm-hmm. That helps. That's very helpful to know you can just, you know, what does it feel like to be the observer Yeah, and pretend that you're above it? And you're watching yourself go through the motions yep. of playing out a, a dream role, a yep. dream script. Well, and I loved one of the things that you mentioned in your book. I loved this quote. All the images you see are actually still pictures until you animate them with your mind. I, I thought that was just amazing. And I, it reminds me of this dream that I had this one time. And I actually remember telling Gary about it um, was I had this dream that I was um, surrounded by hunters and one of them had shot an arrow through an animal, like maybe um, like a, a deer or something. It was a larger animal. And I could hear the deer screeching and I, it was too much for me in the dream. I was like, oh my goodness. And I said, Holy spirit, take this from me, like judge this for me. And in the dream, all the animation was sucked out of it. And it became perfectly a still picture, a still image. There was no green deer, the everyone just stopped. It was when I, when I read that quote, I was like, wow, that's exactly like that dream that I had, but I, you just put it so perfectly. (laughs) Wow. That's a great example of that, how that, because the images, if you think of every, our scripts are like a long film strip. Yes. Aren't the images already there on the film strip? They're really still until the projector shining, the light shining makes it animated. It makes it look like they're moving, but that's an illusion. Yeah. They're not, but there's images are really still until the mind has to activate it. It has to. So if we think of our sort of each picture of our life, mm-hmm. each segment is sort of like that. It's really still. And then we get, we're animating it, but we get to decide how we're interpreting now these images. Exactly. Is it the ego that we're going to interpret it with or the Holy Spirit? Yeah. But we're, the mind is the, the projector yeah. animating these 
So yeah. yeah, and it just helps. It can help with if you have any kind of challenge, yeah, body issue. It could be just I mean a relationship issue. It doesn't matter what the issue is, but think of it as oh wait a minute, this image is just it isn't just an image. Yeah, it's still and I'm putting the spin. I get to decide. I'm the director yeah. of this movie. I'm the author. I'm the producer. Yeah. So I'm in charge of my thought process of what this image means to me. Yeah. Right. It yeah. doesn't have to, I don't have to make it so hard and heavy and real and important. Yeah. And yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I can uh, remember that this is my movie. And so I can change my mind about the movie that I've made. Yeah. The <laughs> I made there it is yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. You can be like, you're just remember you're, you're a figure, you're, you're, well, you're the dreamer of the dream. You're not really a, in the dream. Yeah. You're just like, you're not of this world. You appear to be in it, but you're not yeah. really of it, yeah. the world. Yeah. So it's another way of looking at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when you kind of feel um, pulled, you know, to go back to your, the ego perception of things, you know, because I think we're all going to have that. The ego's a habit, yeah. right? But, you know, I, you know, I recognize that, that pull and I just go, okay, there's that pull, but how much am I going to go with it? You know, or even if I go right to that moment that the ego wants me to perceive it this way, I can still go, but I'm, it's like, you're just more observant of it. Okay. Okay. I see. Yes. The ego wants to yatter on about it like this, but I still know I have the Holy spirit. It's okay if I feel this, but I can come back, you know, and you also mentioned that in your book, you know, like just, you know, where we, we, we can make mistakes and it's about recognizing, oh, look, I can choose again though. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I can choose again, like yeah. lay off the pressure. <laughs> right, right. We do tend to make everything a big deal. And it's okay if it feels like that, then honor the process you're going through. Right. You're right. And I I do think it's important to not, you know, we're not supposed to just hide our emotions and shove no. them down mm-hmm. and put, you know, push them down. No, we do want to acknowledge mm-hmm. the emotions and it's an important process of. I think we need to actually acknowledge before we even forgive, we have to acknowledge that we're first upset. Yeah. <laughs> we have to say, look, I'm either sad, I'm afraid, I'm angry, whatever it is. If we don't acknowledge it, it's just going to get projected out. Exactly. You know, and another, if we don't, you know, really look at it. Um, so we need to honor that and know we're going to make mistakes and it's okay. It's part mm-hmm. of the learning, part of the process, part of the growth. Yeah. Um, so emotions, I have a chapter on that. You do. Yeah. yeah. Emotional healing. <laughs> yeah. Because it's important to not deny and repress them. Exactly. You know, yeah. we don't want to sh- just sugarcoat them. And I, I was very good at sugarcoating. <laughs> you? But I don't like to try to sugarcoat my life and say, oh, I'm perfect. And, uh, no, I was very good at sugarcoating. Yeah. You know, one of the hardest things, you know, in this lifetime for me has been to to not be a people pleaser, yeah. feeling, oh God, that's a specialness idea to think that I have to please everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. And I've really come a long way from that, yeah. but it can creep up every now and then, you know, where, you know, where I don't like confrontation. I don't like to, you know, it's very uncomfortable yeah. for me. Yeah. And so, but I have to look at those things, you know, there are yeah. other things I write about in my book, yeah. you know, challenges and things that yeah. I had to stop myself too and really look at things and honestly, 
yep. you know, and really change my mind about things. Mm -hmm. So I talk very candidly about those challenges in, in my book. Which I have to say, I found so comforting, you know, um, I mean, you're aware of some of the things I've been through, um, healing from Meniere's disease, PTSD, caregivers, PTSD, stress, um, and, you know, just showed up as anxiety and things like that. Um, but, you know, just to, yeah, like I, I found it personally very comforting to read your experiences as well. And as you share as the, at the end, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's at the end of the book or your biography at the end, but it says we're all in this together, you know, like we're all going through similar things. So to know that, you know, these ego experiences all feel the same to each of us. What brings us to that ego experience might look a little different, but it all feels the same you know, and to have compassion for each other and to learn from each other. So personally, I found it very comforting to read about your experiences and, and thank you and like your commitment to seeing it with the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh. I, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, and it wasn't always easy, you know. No. <laughs> I also had bouts of anxiety and um, it can still rear its head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, sometimes it's a, a work in progress. It's, that's one of my themes. Yeah. this lifetime to forgive yeah. fully and completely so that can just show up in various situations yeah. you know when it does you know it hasn't always been easy yeah. so you know sometimes i've had to use a combination approach right. and i realized you know what this is what i do it's okay to do that yeah <laughs> this is what we're teaching you know this is what even the course says you know sometimes a combination approach is necessary yeah. when you're going through something difficult or so the key is is how you're again what is your state of mind how in other words how are you responding to your own challenge and are you judging yourself are you beating yourself up are you feeling guilty you know we just want to look at that honestly jesus says don't hold anything back from me bring yeah. everything to me yeah every fearful thought mm -hmm. idea everything so we can look at it together and uh, yeah. we have together we have the lamp that will dispel it yes. you know if we look honestly but you have to be honest yeah. not hide it because that makes it more real when we hide our right our challenges you know and we just feel because it makes it more real to the unconscious mind yeah so, but when you bring it to the surface it doesn't seem as scary yeah yeah it's real when you hide maybe some of you have had that experience where it felt so much better and more free when you told someone yeah. about what you were experiencing, not just kept it to yourself, yeah. feeling shamed about it or something. But when you really tell someone, it feels like such a relief, like, oh my God, it's like a sense of, oh, I don't have to keep it just, I don't feel so alone in this. Yeah, exactly. And this is, this is key to healing too, to be able to be, you know, sort of open and honest. Yeah. And I'm not talking about some things are private. You might, you know, it's not like, it's not like you have to share every little yeah. detail of your life, but there are things maybe that it doesn't mean, maybe it feels better to talk to a therapist yeah. or maybe it feels just someone that you trust. Yeah. doesn't mean you have to just spill it out to the world, but just someone that you trust that you can just get it up and out and released. Yeah. Then, then you can really look at it. Yeah clearly more in a more clear way so you can then start the process of forgiveness yes. and change your mind about it once you brought it up yeah. to the surface so i think that comes first being honest with our emotions yeah. yeah you know because how can we forgive if we don't even know you know we're not being honest yeah. you know 
we yeah. kind of we can sugarcoat forgiveness too and oh, think yeah. that we're really forgiving yeah. when we're really not. We're not really being honest with ourselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. and looking at the pain, for example, if there's yeah. pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I I know like um I've had a lot of psychological suffering with the PTSD, right? Um, and, you know, there was times where I just said to the Holy Spirit, no, in my head, especially walking the dogs, that's my connect with HS time. And I just said, Holy Spirit, I'm angry. I'm just angry right now. I, I don't want to stay angry, you know, but right now this is just how I feel. And it felt really good <laughs> just to be honest. And like, so I'm going to feel angry holding your hand. <laughs> Yeah. And I get over to you and I don't want to stay there, but this is how I'm feeling. And oh, like, what a relief. And, and the anger would subside and then I'd feel better. And then I'd forgive. Right. Yeah. It, it is nice. It's easier as you start to forgiveness, right. To do it when you're happy or feeling more relaxed, right. Until it becomes a habit. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I have to forgive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. And I think the key is, is it's Yeah. Be, if you're going to be angry, just invite the Holy Spirit. Like you're, you know, be angry with, in other words, just, you don't have to do anything alone. Yeah, exactly. You know, just bring in the Holy Spirit and be honest that you're angry, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, yeah, exactly. And, and that way, that way your, your mind will eat more readily, except that there's somewhere to go from there. Yes. Because it'll feel better that you, you sort of released that. Yeah. You just, you know, minimize it and repress it, push it down, which when we repress emotions, those can manifest as physical symptoms. Absolutely. You know, when we're really repressing them and not dealing with them. Yeah. Um, that's just basic psychology. It really is. It's basic <laughs> psychology that when we repress emotions that can manifest as physical symptoms, Yeah. but we don't have to, again, beat ourselves up for that. Yeah. You know, we just want to look. Yeah. You know, forgiveness looks, waits, and judges not. Yeah. If we follow that sort of process, we, we look. Yeah. You know, we look at the darkness. We look at the pain, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, we can get it with Jesus, you know. And then we we wait. In other words, we're waiting for the acceptance of our minds to choose the atonement again, to accept the love, you know, in place of what we made, yeah. what we made, you know. And then we don't judge it. Yeah. Right yeah. there is forgiveness in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, wait and judge not. Yeah. You know, and um, so that's, so again, it's not, a, it's not about, oh, I should feel guilty if I feel a symptom yeah. in the body, because we can also remember the symptoms that we feel in the, remember the whole body's in the mind. If we really are bringing it back. Yeah. So if the body is in the mind, that means whatever symptoms we're feeling in the body, it's a mental process. Exactly. The yeah. mental process we can change our minds about it mm -hmm. sometimes the symptoms will go away sometimes they might not mm -hmm. but again are we judging that we can't judge we don't know what's best let's just remember it's a mental process and i can remember the guiltless mind cannot suffer or keep coming back to that idea who you are in truth the son of god cannot suffer yeah yeah um thus again takes a lot of practice and patience and yeah. with the self to to get really good at that takes some work, you know, and so it doesn't happen overnight, but Art and Persa always say, they give us a wonderful process in one of Gary's books, actually, um, and Love Has Forgotten No One of how to look at pain. Yes. You know, there's an exercise in there, a really good exercise about joining with the Holy Spirit before you go to bed at night, if you're feeling some kind of pain and yes. you're 
And it feels like it's a symptom in the body. You know, yeah. you can remind, join with the Holy Spirit and remember it's a mental process, not a physical one. You can change your mind about it. Think yeah. to yourself, the guiltless mind cannot suffer. Yeah. I trust the Holy Spirit's working with you as you're sleeping at night and healing the unconscious mind, the guilt that we can't see. Yeah. Healing that part of the mind. And when we do that for, they recommend 30 days of that, you know, at least a good 30 days and really just practicing that. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had a lot of people we've heard had some good results with that. I think for Meniere's disease, using that for two Mm -hmm. months and Meniere's disease is known to be incurable according to the world and healed from Meniere's disease. So I absolutely love it. It's my go-to like for, and I even used it for the PTSD, which was psychological suffering. But yeah, absolutely. And the dreams (laughs) that came from using it, right? Our sleeping dreams hold a lot of content that's so worthy of forgiveness. (laughs) Yeah, they can be vicious. Oh, my dreams. I mean, I've had my own vicious dreams and they're, I think we are working a lot lot of our content out in our nighttime dreams. Absolutely. We're working them out. In a way, I'd rather work them out there. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what if they showed up like I mean I'd rather it be in my nighttime dreams if there's a choice yeah but they happen there even though there can be some horrible nightmares oh you know? if I beat up one more ghost I swear <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> oh gosh it's 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 so true because you know what again where's that what does that mean the ego does not want us to wake up yeah that's true yeah. The, the content, whether it's dream, this dream where we appear to be awake, sometimes this dream can be vicious too, but, but it doesn't want to wake up. Yeah. That's such and, a good uh, way to put it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of resistance, yeah. but if we can just see that more and more, we can get to the point of just laughing at mm-hmm. it. We can get good at that and go, yeah. God, I mean, just sort of going, ah, oh, this yeah. is, I can't believe I would put all my faith in this. Yeah. And, and focus so much on this when I could be focusing on, right, that this really is a made up dream. And yep. just, we can laugh at the tiny mad idea. Yes. So what the course is really saying by laughter, we're laughing at the tiny mad idea yep. that, that, we, that this world we made, right, could have so much power over yep. us. Yeah. You know, we don't have to choose that. We don't have to let that dominate yep. our minds. It's a choice again. I like to keep coming back to that choice, 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 you know, because it's everywhere in the course. It's everywhere. Yeah. The power to choose, you know, it's all about that. And, um, you know, and he, Jesus was a beautiful demonstration of reminding us of that, Absolutely. you know, that it's just a perception yeah. that we're holding that we don't. So the workbook is really, really giving us a great, it's a great way of undoing these false perceptions yeah. again that we've been we've been taught since we were born yeah. you know we, from the time we're babies we're already taking in information and we're just whether we realize it or not we're taking in lots of information yeah you know even as babies and people don't think babies can think or pick up emotions or thoughts but they certainly are mm-hmm. and you know not to say that you know we don't come into this world you know, we come into this world, in other words, with the ego already intact. Exactly. I know there's a lot of teachings that say we're born perfect, but we're the world itself. If we're being born into appearing to be born in a body, 
that's still the ego, even if you got work to do. (laughs) Yeah, you got work to do. That's all. So the ego's there. Yeah. You know, but we do learn. We do learn behavior too. We learn that's true. There's part of our minds that do learn behavior from adults and all that. That's of course we do. But we're we're being born, right? Whereas because we're we're not our forgiveness is not perfect, you know, and so we're having an experience of being reborn. Yes. And it's not a punishment. Mm -hmm. Karma is not punishment, you know. We're just, it's just relearning. It's just doing things differently in a way. We're, we're choosing now making, learning to make different choices, yeah. right? Yeah. That we don't have to make the same mistakes. That's all karma is. Yeah. And you, punishment. you actually mentioned that. I have it highlighted here. I love this quote that you mentioned from the course on page 19 of your book. Trials are but lessons that you failed to learn presented once again. So where you made a faulty choice before, you can now make a better one and thus escape all pain that what you chose before has brought to you. In every difficulty, all distress and each perplexity, Christ calls to you and gently says, my brother, choose again. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the course yeah. is just, that's, that's, that's how it's called choose again, that section in yeah, the yeah. course. And it, that there's a temptation when Jesus is talking about, we're, we're tempted to, perceive ourselves as bodies to perceive ourselves as unfairly treated to perceive ourselves in all these false ways that's how we get stuck when we feel that the world is our decision makers yeah there's no choice we don't have a choice anymore because the world is deciding for us how we're supposed to feel how we're supposed to react how many every day there's someone something in the news telling us how we're supposed to respond Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're supposed to be scared. We're yeah. supposed to be upset at this, what this person said about someone else. Yeah. We're supposed to be so sad when we see this in it over and over. What is this image making? It's yeah. image making over and over again to make us buy it. And, and, you know, you know, without getting too deep into it, but the media mm-hmm. is all about sucking us into this game. Yeah. playing the skin fear, 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 fear. <laughs> yeah where's our focus oh, yeah. on the screen yeah it's no longer we have minds yeah we get to choose yeah i so i for one am not a fan of the mainstream media news yeah and yeah, yeah sometimes i'll look at it because I, I can't even help it because it's just everywhere <laughs> totally. but, but i i uh i don't buy into yeah, yeah. literally what the news is telling me yeah. You know, and I remember, wait a minute, I don't have to buy into how they're telling me how I'm supposed to respond. Yeah. And I get to, it's my dream. Yeah. If I'm looking at an image, I get to interpret it any way that I want to, that I choose. That's that coming back to choose again, mm-hmm. no matter if it's a sad image they're showing, you know, and one where they're trying to pit one person against another. This is constantly in the entertainment world. Yeah, always. Right? Yeah. So we get so upset at what someone says about another or but but if you're watching closely the media wants you to get sucked in yeah to that so just remember you get to decide and remember that there's only two two forms of expression in the world ever ever that were one either people are calling for love or they're expressing love exactly there's no in between yep there's yep. there's no middle ground there expressions of love are calls for love yeah so if we're seeing something that's disturbing to us, if we remember that, yeah, okay, that's a call for help, a call for love. 
then we would feel compassion for that person. Definitely. Yeah. If we're practicing enough, we'll get good at that. Yeah. Might not happen right away, but but if we're really triggered by something or someone, we might not, you know, easily go to that place. But it can happen when you get you get really good at that. Well, I think it's always nice as well to go, you know, I don't want to feel this pain around this person or this judgment. Like I, I can just call it ickiness. Like something happens and it really irks you and you're like, oh, about someone. And it's like, I don't want to feel this way. And guess yeah. what? I don't have to. So I can invite the Holy Spirit's interpretation and to watch that old icky perception transform. It's so incredible to experience. Yeah. It's very incredible. The shift that can take place and you feel yeah. it when yeah. you feel that happen. Yeah. It's freedom. It's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. It's freedom. Because yeah. you don't have to choose what other people are choosing. It doesn't mean you don't have compassion, but you don't have to choose what other people are choosing, you know? Mm-hmm. If they, it's their choice, what they, how they want to perceive, yeah. you know, something. And in fact, we're more in a position to be helpful and loving and um, when we are in our right minds. Exactly. When we choose that for ourselves first, yeah. we can be more helpful yeah. to other people, you know, who are calling for love. Yeah. Yeah. If I did something really vicious, you know, which means I'd be calling out for love, I actually would rather people meet people just recognize that call and help me rather than saying condemning me to death, you know, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. saying she's not worthy of forgiveness. Exactly. I would rather people go, God, recognize that call. Yeah, yeah. You know, the love the ego doesn't want to do that. But I mean, if we're really the soul is crying out for that help maybe they don't realize they're calling for help because it's an act of violence there. And they, sometimes it looks like people are enjoying it. The violence they're doing this shooting people and they have a smile on their face. That's not easy to see that image. So I know we're not saying that's always easy to see that, Mm -hmm. but if we can just see beyond the image, right. Jesus was teaching us that if we can look past the form, which means to forgive, Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing isn't true. It's not true, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then we can. Um, we're really helping ourselves too. It's because there's only one of us. We're forgiving ourselves mm-hmm. for our own projections, projecting our own vicious intents onto other people, mm-hmm. you know. And it doesn't mean people shouldn't, right? There's there's not consequences. Of course, there is. If someone's I'm just using the shootings as an example. I mean, of course, that person should be stopped. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, what, harming people is not loving and it shouldn't continue, <laughs> you know, and that, you know, there's going to be consequences. Yeah. But in our minds, we can see, learn to see that person as they really are. Yeah. In truth, they really are perfect, spirit, whole and innocent. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then we're giving a gift to ourselves, yeah. giving a gift to the whole sonship. Yeah. Because we're all joined as one. So that's the key. That's the whole point, you know, is, you know, and, and watching how easily triggered we are by things people say Mm -hmm. about other people or racism is a huge issue in our world. Right. And that, you know, that can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people to watch someone being racist against someone else. So we're not here saying that that's right to be racist, but, if we can practice making it all the same, it's yeah. still a call for love. If someone's doing that, mm-hmm. it's no different than a shooter shooting 50 people. Yeah. It's no different than anything else. We're being taught 
illusions are illusions are illusions. Yeah. And our job is to forgive. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the call for love is. Mm-hmm. If we can practice not judging the call, then we're freeing our own minds for being sucked in to that and buying into the separation all over again. Yeah. Cause like, as we're taught in the course, right. If you, if you don't forgive, then you have to judge because you have to justify your failure to forgive. Yes. There's nowhere to go. If you're not yeah. going to forgive, you're going to judge. There's no, you're just, there's going to be a judgment. And what does that do? It hurts us Yeah. yeah. when we judge even other people, even if they said something vicious about another person, it still hurts us when we make that interpretation exactly. and see them as a body that they, they can really harm another mm-hmm. that we're saying that we can really be, that Christ can be hurt. Yeah. What we really are cannot be hurt. Yeah. And yes, we want to be normal and, and compassionate in the level of the world. If somebody's hurt, you know, standing in front of me, I'm not going to just stand there, pretend, mm-hmm. you know, not to do anything. Of course, I'm going to do what I can to comfort them. Or if that's my guidance, you know, I mean, be there and help them. Yeah. Of course, you know, so we're talking at the mind level. We mm-hmm. can think about about it all differently while being normal in the dream, compassionate in the dream, helping people if they need to be helped, you know, and all that and, and do what you would probably naturally do. You yeah. know, I, I believe, you know, most people want to help if there's, you know, most people, you know, want to help people if they're suffering, you yeah. know? And so, but at the mind we get level, we can remember who they really are, you know, yeah. what they really are, which is reminding our own minds what we are. Yeah. And that's the, that's the goal. Yeah. And I love one of the um, tips that you gave in your book was to read the course from the perspective of the mind, not from the body, the perspective that you're a body, but from the perspective of the mind. I thought that was such a great tip, you know, like, yeah, that's right. Because if I just confine myself to the idea of this body, I'm limiting myself. That's what the ego wants. And that's not what Jesus is speaking to. He's speaking to like, look, your mind is the cause and it's very powerful and you got to learn to appreciate it. And I'm going to show you how. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Watching it, reading the course thing are, are, and, you know, from the point of being, you know, perspective of being mind and not body is the only way we'll really understand Mm -hmm. what it's, if we think we're bodies, we're going to think we're separate. And that, in other words, he's talking to us as separate beings and he's not, he's talking to the one mind that that believes it's separate and into 7 billion bodies. He's talking about, he's really talking to the decision-making mind, you know, and helping us to remember we're decision-making minds, yeah. you know, that we're minds that can choose. So yeah, he's not talking to me, Cindy, you know, yeah, that's right. Cindy. <laughs> we'd like to, you know, and you no, know, because there's no really separate personality, Cindy, you know, yeah. I'm made up that there is, you know, and that's okay. But, but if we get it from that level, you know, that, then we can understand how to practice true forgiveness and what true forgiveness really means when we're getting the metaphysics of the course. Yeah. The only way is to really understand that he's, you know, to understand that there's, he's really, he means it when he says there's no world. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's blasphemy to the ego (laughs) world. What do you mean? There's no world. I'm so important. And my job is important. Yeah. Here, I'll prove it to you. Yeah, I'll prove it to you. I mean, and, and look how you know important I am, and I have this prestigious position, and the, yeah. the ego loves that, yeah. you know. And 
that's what matters to the ego. That's what's important. That's what we value. We value our jobs. We value our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we value, value nice and fit bodies over bodies that don't work well. Yeah. Healthy bodies over sick bodies. And here, there's actually a line in the course that says, "You're there's a dream of sickness and a you know a dream of health. You're that's having true. both a dream of health. Yeah. It's still a dream." Yeah. Even if it's a dream of health. So why is one more, more important than the other? Exactly. That's, that's a hard one because we want, of course we want to feel good. Yeah. We want to be well, who doesn't, right? Of course we (laughs) we have a choice. We'd rather be well. Yeah. The point is if we are sick again, let's try not to beat ourselves up about it, not feel guilty about it. The script is written, you know, and if, if that's happening in our scripts, well, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can we can learn to again forgive that just like we would anything else. Mm-hmm. I I really had to practice that a lot this past year. Yeah, I read. <laughs> my goodness. With body issues. I mean things with my eyes, with my, you know, my head, then you know, hitting my head, and then, you know, just kind of all kinds of things just sort of came all at once. Yeah. So I had to you know, every day I was like reminded of this body, right? I was like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, how it's hard. It can be hard, you know? So I had to keep coming back yeah. to that note, be vigilant only for God. I had to just persist Yeah, being vigilant only for God. No matter what the body is doing, I know what I am in truth, yeah. you know, that I'm not my body. I'm still as God created me, you know, and that was my go-to. The guiltless mind cannot suffer. You know, and I would just keep coming back to those. That's how I practiced. I would just keep, I would not let myself get drowned out by the ego's fear-based beliefs about the body not being well in that moment, you know, or, and going, wait a minute, let me come back to the teachings. What, what am I teaching? Let me come back to that. So I, I can practice this, you know? So I really, really um, went into true prayer nice. every day. Beautiful. Joining with God in true prayer was so helpful, mm-hmm. so comforting, Yeah, you know, to go, the Holy Spirit knows what I am. Doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. The Holy Spirit knows what I am. I'm awakening in God. Yes. Only dreaming on this body that doesn't feel good right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. Yeah. You know, there's nothing really happening here. Yeah. It's all a dream. It's all made up. Yeah. So when I would do that over and over, this was my process. True prayer was a big one, big help. Yeah. Putting the Holy Spirit in charge nice. of the day, you know, and um, being around, you know, just having a lot of support, you know, and these things were, ha- all of those things combined mm-hmm. were so healing and helpful. Beautiful. So, and, and not hiding things, you know, and going, gosh, you know, you know, and, or if it was, if I was talking to a family member, you know, saying, God, you know what, you know, this felt really fearful today, you know, or like I got sucked into this today, not denying that we don't want to deny these things. We want to look at them, you know, so that when I, I know for me, when other people have shared their experiences, it only helped me. Nice. Like when I would read of other people's experiences yeah. with similar things, it always strengthened me. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, isn't that kind of true? When we hear other people yeah. talk about challenges in a way it strengthens us because you feel a sense of joining. 
Yes. Not that you're joining in the pain of someone, but you just feel a sense of oneness. Yeah. You know, of connectedness. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when people talk about, you know, that because we're not, no one's hiding anything. Mm-hmm. And this helps the mind to heal. The one mind heal right. when we share things helps the one mind go, oh, I don't have to feel so bad about this. That's right. Because look at this person. Maybe they don't look at them. They're just putting it out there. They're like not ashamed of it. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. That's a strength. Yeah. That's a strength. Well, so and even encouraging that. people to, yeah, share yeah. things. Yeah. Well, and, and it is super comforting. And like, and that's where I've shared like my experience with Meniere's, which is a debilitating vertigo disease, you yeah. know? So six to seven hours of extreme vertigo. I couldn't even open my eyes. I couldn't move right? Without vomiting. <laughs> so like you're just, but what I noticed Cindy is in your experiences and definitely mine is, is just kind of how the senses were so skewed that it was almost like, I will use the word in a loving way, kind of forced to focus where my attention is. I was forced to focus on Fiona as a mind, yeah. right? Um, and that's where it was like, okay, once the fear, oh, here's vertigo again, <laughs> Once the fear response subsided, you know, I could really connect with the Holy Spirit and go, okay, you know, this is who I do this with. Um, so yeah, just really, if we start to pay attention, that's definitely what I noticed from my experiences was Fiona, your mind, and you can choose. Yeah, that's really great that you're, that you came back to that because that is, that's so key, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, the mind is, is everything them really because the mind is only mind uh and so when we're just even it sometimes if we're just if we're just remembering yeah just yeah. come back to that place of remembering that yes. can be helpful yes. you know and because it's it can again be so so easy to get so caught up in the stories of our lives and yeah. and um and so when that happens and it's bound to happen yeah, <laughs> everybody, you know, it's just some form, Yeah, you know, just remember, you know, we're on, we're on a path, a spiritual path. That's such a blessing because yeah. it's teaching us, right. How to undo that, how to undo the sense of fear, uncertainty, doubt, yeah. you know, about ourselves. And it helps to strengthen and reinforce the right part of our minds. That's what this is about. Yeah, the not that you have to have the perfect body, not, at all. not that everything's going to go and not everything goes well. Even oh. if you're practicing the course, it doesn't go well. Doesn't go well always for Gary and I, we're not, you know, our bodies are not going perfectly all the time, yeah. you know? So, you know, yeah, we know how to practice forgiveness, yeah. but it doesn't mean everything goes perfectly. Yeah, you're not immune to we're not immune. We're not immune to, yeah, no, not at all. You know, and and but we can learn perfect forgiveness. We can yeah. learn that. Absolutely. We can learn to have peace regardless of circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing in the course that says you have to have a perfect life or a perfect body. Not at all. Yeah. In fact, you recognize so, so clearly that it's not about that. Like how hardly any of those kind of yeah. trivialities about life are mentioned, right? Relationships yeah. are mentioned for sure. Yeah. There's only one mind as I treat you, I treat myself. So it's so important. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, yeah, <laughs> it's like, I don't Yeah, It's not about that. behavior. It's not about, <laughs> no, it's no. about a change of mind. Yep. Yep. Shift in perception. Yep. (laughs) Says that over and over again. Over and over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it just is, you know, and he and he's so 
I love, I love his authority. Yes. Jesus has such an authority in the course, yet it's like a loving authority. And yeah. you can really sense that yeah. coming through the pages. It's like, it's this, just like, it's like he's saying, I'm telling you what worked for me. Yeah. This is you know, <laughs> the way that worked for me. And I'm just sharing this with you sort of like I'm leading, leading you guys home and, <laughs> you know, and uh, if you choose to follow me, you know, you're, mm-hmm you know, you're going to find peace, you know, yeah. this is the way, and uh, that he wasn't saying he was better than anyone, just saying this is, right, this is what, this is what I learned, and what he was demonstrating, mm-hmm. he really did demonstrate it. Oh, absolutely. You know, and he didn't have to, I mean, you know what helps me often? Yeah. I actually go back to, I mean, if he can be, even though it was a dream, but if he can experience being crucified and forgiving that, <laughs> I'm thinking, what, can I forgive some body issue? You know, <laughs> can I just forgive this? If he can forgive, yeah, right? And he was demonstrating that he, that the guiltless mind cannot suffer when he's on a cross and people are you know, laughing at him or whatever. I mean, that, you know, to our minds here, that would be horrible to go through. Yet here he's like able to say, basically say, look, I, you know, I wasn't hurt. Yeah. No, you know, you yeah. know. I wasn't really assaulted. In other words, you know, I, they were calling for love and he, he was able to forgive yeah. in other words, because he didn't condemn, exactly. you know, that act. So I, that's, I go to that sometimes and I go, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he can do that. He's and showing that we can forgive even under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. I can, I can forgive this Yeah, yeah. body <laughs> symptom. I mean, I, you know, it makes me kind of laugh and it brings me back to laughter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then he's not saying we have to be crucified, you know, and all that. We, but we, I think we tend to crucify ourselves yeah. often by the guilt. We tend to crucify ourselves, yeah. you know, in our minds. And it's and we true. can be so hard on ourselves, you know, and we don't, you know, we're not guilty. We don't have to exactly. be so hard. Yeah. 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 The Holy Spirit doesn't want us to feel guilty, you know. No. No, yeah. that's again, that ego sneaking in the back door. If you feel guilty for what you're going through, there's that ego again, just telling you how you should feel about it. And it's like, no, yes. <laughs> I don't need to participate in that. This is my yeah. script. And I can yeah. see it with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The best thing I think we can do is notice when we're in the ego, yeah. like you could be walking around being, you know, outside somewhere doing something. Maybe you see something or someone behaving in a really mean, vicious way to someone else, or you're just observing something and maybe it tempts you to pull you into that and go, oh my God, I can't believe it. But what if you just caught yourself and just stopped and what, be the observer, just watch it without judging anything. Exactly. Just watching the event. Then you're opening your mind up to be a receiver of interpreting it with the Holy Spirit much more readily than if you don't catch yourself. You know, yes. and you can, then you'll probably default to the ego. Yeah. So you want to, you can get so good at that just in your everyday life, yeah. living the course in your everyday life by just being an observer. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is not making the dream real. Yeah. When you're being an observer. Yeah. Yet you can pay attention, mm-hmm. be, you know, be, you know, you can still be involved, but not, but you'd be involved in a helpful way. Yeah, exactly. Like, and yeah. kind of like be passerby, right? That's yeah, be a passerby. Passerby. 
Yeah. Yeah. And if, if, if your help is called for, well, no, because you'll, you'll know, you'll get the yeah. guidance if you're in that frame of mind. Exactly. You'll know well, what to do. Yeah. You'll know what to do, what to say, because you don't have to worry about those things specifically. Let they'll just go, Hey, I'm in, you know what? I'm, a, I'm watching this. I'm observing this. Is my help needed? You'll know. You just yeah. go and you help. Exactly. You don't need to fuss, right? You don't need to fight it. <laughs> you don't need to fight against it. You don't need to do anything. Beautiful. I need to do anything. Yeah. I need do nothing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I need do nothing. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you'll just get the guidance when you, I, I'm a hundred percent believer in that we're, you can be just on an as to needed to know basis. Like I agree. I trust that I will know what I need to know when I need to know it. Exactly. There's yeah. no reason to get so caught up in anything. I'll know. Yeah. If I, if I put my faith in the Holy spirit, it will guide me. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. we're taught in the course, right. You'll be told everything you need to know. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. How go simple <laughs> is that? If we allow that, Yeah. how simple can that be in our everyday life? We don't have to just allow ourselves and maybe the ends, maybe we get, Oh, I'm not, I'm not getting the guidance to be involved with that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Maybe we, maybe the loving thing is to not be involved with yeah. some kind of struggle of uh, but in our minds, we're already being helpful if we're in our right minds anyway. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We really are because we're being a presence of love, regardless of how things are playing out. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. I, yeah. I might not call for a verbal, right? Connection with somebody. Exactly. It might yeah. just be how it's just how you're thinking about yeah. them. Always and forever. It's a how we think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Very important. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I did promise that I would open it up for questions. If there does anyone have any questions for Cindy or anything they'd like to share, because we're here to have a good time and connect with each other. So you, if you want to just put something in the chat or if you want to unmute yourself to say hello, that's all good. Yeah. And if anybody just wants to share something, that's fine, too. It doesn't have to be a um, a, a question or I mean, it can just be a yeah um, observation. Yes, Marie. <laughs> Or Mary, sorry. Uh, Mari. Mari, pardon, pardon. <laughs> Hi, Mari. Okay. Hi, Mari. It's good to see you on the call, actually. I meant to, yeah. Yeah, wonderful to see you, too. I, I don't have any questions. I just uh, want to thank you both for this time together. It's been wonderful. And, Cindy, I'm really, really enjoying your book. Oh, my goodness. I yeah, I'm a slow reader, so I patiently read the introduction in chapter one and highlighting it, taking in, and then I couldn't wait any longer, and I skipped to chapter five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to read that one so much, and then I got on to chapter six, the emotional healing, and I'm like, oh, I got to read this now, so I'm kind of reading it out of order, but oh, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for being so open about uh, all your experiences. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. And uh, I'm glad you're uh, enjoying it. Yeah. And I hope you find it helpful. And um, yeah, that chapter five, I I had to put that (laughs) chapter five in there because, uh, well, that was my experience. Those are my experiences. And I thought, well, I'm going to include that. If anyone's not familiar with my chapter five, it's the one where it's called our galactic family. Ooh, yeah. Very interesting um, otherworldly <laughs> experiences, to say the least, <laughs> yeah. with some of our ET friends. Yeah. And, and I love that you did bring that up, Cindy. Um, yes. Just 
not to interrupt you, uh, Marie, but yeah, the galactic family. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I was, I really was surprised the way those events were unfolding kind of so quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently that's part of my script. So and I'm, I was always open yeah. to, to that. And, and so um, I guess it's just part of, it's just part of the script, part of my path to, to be open and to share some of these experiences because so many people have them, yeah. you know? And I think to have a different perspective about it, mm -hmm. that you, there's nothing to fear about it, yeah. you know? Just like you don't have to fear anything. I just put that in the same category. Yeah. There's nothing to fear about because there's so many benevolent beings, you know, mm -hmm. um, that just, they're, that, that are, that want to be helpful. Yeah. That's at least that's been my experience, so. I agree. Yeah, so that's why I put that in there to give a different perspective and a different twist on. So many Hollywood films make aliens out to be vicious and they're out to attack and take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, we hardly hear the other side of it, you know. Yeah. So I want to want to share that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's where society is headed, like the script uh, for our society is headed towards that. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can't ignore it. And I actually came across one in an angel reading that I did for someone. And yeah. that was really incredible. <laughs> so I didn't see that coming. So yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I love that you mentioned it because to open our minds, um, you know, and it, it's also fun to think about that we have other brothers and sisters out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's how we that's how we're being asked to think of them. Brothers yeah. and sisters in space, you yeah. know. Yeah. We're one galactic family. Yeah. Beautiful. I and all of a lot of us have been those beings. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. Just like you can be in illusory incarnations, you can be different races and all you can be literally different species. You can be on different planets in the yeah. illusion. Yeah. So we might have been a Pleiadian, an Arcturian, yeah. a reptilian. So why judge that? That's making the same mistake as anything else. Exactly. I totally oh. agree. Oh, yeah. it's so exciting. I love it. I've, I've been yeah. obsessed with extraterrestrials since I was a child. So <laughs> Yeah, it's really an interesting topic, though. It really is because it's happening more and more yes. to people. And people. It's undeniable. I yeah. mean, it's kind of can't deny it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I agree. love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mari, thank you, though. I'm glad you're... Um, it's good. It's fun to skip around. I do that too. Sometimes in books, you skip, you don't always start from the beginning and you skip around chapters, whatever's calling you in the moment. Just go for it. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Christian, I saw your back. Do you have a question, love? Uh, I don't know. Can you hear me now? Yes, you're perfect. <laughs> okay. Hey, Christian. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it's like, um, uh, all resonating, of course, and thank you very much uh, uh, for this call, you guys. And uh, um, I'm feeling more mindful today, and uh, but I feel like um, I'm finding that, like, I can only be mine, um, and that by going through, like, experiencing this self's life, mm -hmm. and kind of like, sort of letting it run loose. Mm -hmm. um, but like still, like, as you say, we have a preference mm -hmm. to be healthier and to like, sort of like be disciplined. So I'm, I'm kind of just rambling, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's mind training and mind discipline, but mm -hmm. then also in form, I'm trying to implement a little more discipline mm -hmm. um, in my life. But 
but I don't want to do that unless I want to do that. And I'm finding that going through like the script and then going through the painful moments mm -hmm. sort of like naturally convinces me to like be more mine. Um, so I don't know, it's just kind of like a, a comment and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, I think what you shared is really important because you said you're, sometimes you have a preference and that's, we're gonna have preferences. <laughs> You know, even though this course as the script is written, we're always going to have preferences. And I think when you're just following your guidance, that's part of your script to follow that guidance. That preference is part of your script even. So why not follow it? Like, let's say, you know, for example, I have a preference to take vitamins to, to because I have a belief that that's Gary does, too because we believe that's well for us to take vitamins. Our mind believes that, that we're just, so why not do it? If we have a belief that, you know, if we have a choice, in other words, I'm gonna take vitamins or not take vitamins, it just felt guided, felt better to take them. So that would be like a preference though, or like I have a preference to wear a red shirt instead of a blue shirt today. It's just a preference. So we're always, it's normal to have preferences. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to speak to that because I think some people think, well, I shouldn't even have that because the script is written. It doesn't matter what I do, but you know what? Not necessarily because if you're the Holy spirit extending through you can inspire you to certain things. Also that guide you to things that support your well-being. That is absolutely true. It can just like you might have an inspired thought that you're drawn or attracted to doing a particular thing. Well, there's a reason you're drawn to it. Mm -hmm. That's your higher guidance coming through because it's part of your script. That's why you feel that way or you wouldn't feel that way. So I'm with you. I would say keep following those nudges yeah. because that means you're on the right track, in my opinion, that you're if you're just following them, not that you have to do it. You don't have to do anything. But if you feel drawn to something, that's your higher guidance saying, well, this may be good for you, give you a good experience. So, yeah, I mean, so that's a great comment mm -hmm. that you made, because I think it's an important point that we don't have to be passive in the world, meaning literally just not do anything, because that's not very, we're not going to feel inspired if we're literally, we're naturally, we're, I think we're, we naturally are going to always feel like we need to do something, not because to make you feel worthy, just because that's how we are by nature. Mm -hmm. It gives us a sense of meaning, a sense of purpose. And that's important, you know, and, you know, I always feel mm -hmm. better when I'm being creative in some way. Not that I have to be, but I just feel better because we're natural creators in that sense. And we're, we're just following our scripts, you know, so just. Yeah, just pay attention to that, you know, to those inspired hits, you know, and uh, it'll guide you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that you mentioned preferences, um, Cindy, because, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's following just being relaxed again, like just feeling guilty for being who you are or, you know, what you're attracted to or what your preferences seem to be in this ex current experience. I mean, there's no sense in that. Right. If you prefer sushi to roasted chicken, then go for it. Like, you know, you're not going to do yourself any favors being unhappy. <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, like uh, there's nothing to push against, you know, exactly. you have to push against yeah. something. I remember one time Gary said, 
he used to, okay, he used to eat a lot of, and he still does because he loves chocolate. He eats a lot of chocolate. I eat chocolate too. I love chocolate. So we both eat chocolate. <laughs> he used to eat, there was a time when he said, oh, he would eat chocolate and his face would break out and Ooh, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, when he was younger and Artin said to him, you know, Gary, try eating the chocolate without guilt. Mm. <laughs> Maybe your face won't break out, you know? And he actually did. And he really got better at eating just enjoying the chocolate. It actually worked and he wouldn't, he wouldn't break out as much. He just wouldn't break out because he, he was enjoying the chocolate and he still loves chocolate. I love, we both just love chocolate for some nice. reason. <laughs> oh, so we eat it without guilt. And you know what? And we're happy <laughs> when we're eating it. We're not going, I shouldn't be having this as I'm putting it in my mouth. Yep. You know, if I'm going to eat dessert, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy that dessert. Yeah. Why would I put myself suffer through it? Why not just enjoy it? This term is just horrible. I just oh, I know. You're like, oh, I'm, this is gonna just. Oh my god. I mean, this is gonna be bad for my body, and I'm gonna. Go. Of course, then you're gonna feel terrible, right? You know, just, just, just be like, oh my god, it's chocolate. This is amazing. Oh my god, I feel so good, and you deserve it. You know, you're. There's no guilt. Love it. Yeah. As long as you're gonna eat it. Yeah. And yeah, and if you come from a place of love and you deserve it and things like that, you're you're more liking, you're going to enjoy it more and you of probably course. won't go too far with it either or whatever. It's yeah. just, you get to enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. How could it really be bad for you if yeah. you're literally in that state of joy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, I do have to say another example I like that Gary gives about like, when we see little kids eating ice cream, yeah. they're so, they love their ice cream so they're in such a state of joy. How can that be bad for them? Exactly. It's like they're not going to bring that upon themselves. Yeah. They're laughing and smiling and enjoying that ice cream. And they're, you know, there's no way that's going to be bad. Well, it reminds me just briefly yeah. of uh, an article that I read a few years ago. I love looking up foods and just their health. It's just one of the preferences I have. Um, and it was like, you know, the top 10 foods that are great for your mental health. So like green tea, dark chocolate, you know, eggs, fish, things like that. But ice cream was on there. <laughs> it was the last one because it makes you happy. like people are happy when they eat it. So I, I giggled. <laughs> Yeah. And, it, and how could that be bad? Yeah. You know, and the, the media, I just have to jump in, no judgment, but there is a tendency to say, oh, this is bad for you. This is good for you. Well, it's going to be bad for you if you have a belief that yeah. it's going to be real horrible yeah. and it's going to cause all these things. Do you know how contradictory article, I mean, there's constantly when one article comes out, yeah. chocolate's yeah. bad for you. Yeah. Same day, another one will come out. Oh, chocolate is so good for you. Yeah. I mean, who do you notice that? I do. Like how yeah. contradictory. Coffee's bad for you. Yeah. Oh, another study says, oh, if you drink three cups a day, you're going to be, <laughs> I mean, wine. Better yeah. not drink that cup of wine because it's a, another study comes out. Oh, wine helps your the blood. And what do you, what do you do? Right. Yeah. So you have to go by your own intuition which yeah. is the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Yeah. And so what is best for me? Yeah. Not what, what they're, they're telling me. Exactly. You know, and I love so, to use my intuition yeah. with my food. You know, what am I craving? What, what do I like right now? You know, just like anything else. What yeah. do I want to do today? Yeah, I absolutely do that with food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah same thing. You're, it will, you're going to be very informed. Yes. Your guidance is going to Holy Spirit extending through each person 
you know, will tell you what's best for you. And that's, that really is the case. Yeah. What's right for one person might not be right for someone else. And I love that you mentioned that, right? Because the ego is so yeah. complex at the level of the unconscious mind. So kind of different strokes for different folks. Right. Follow that intuition and, you know, probably be spot on. Yeah. There's no one size fits all. Exactly. Yeah. With anything, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like, that's what the course means by we have our, you know, we have our individual curriculums. Yes. Not, it's not going to look the same for everyone. Exactly. You know, forgiveness is the same, sure, and all that. But, but our, our lives take different forms. Exactly. And so we're not going to have the same things. And our, the things are, our lives might look a little different. Mm-hmm. The forms, yeah. you know, that things come in and our lives might look different. Yeah. You know, but that's because it's like tailored to our own scripts. Right. You know, so we can't go by and compare ourselves by what other people are doing. No, no. Because it's going to just set our self comparison as an ego device. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We start comparing ourselves to, or that, oh, but it works for that person, or that person's doing so much better. If we start comparing ourselves, we're falling into a trap, another ego trap. Conflict is soon to follow, right? Yes. Conflict will will be conflicted. Yeah. And it will follow. Yeah. Comparison is the seed of conflict because it introduces duality and that comparison and then conflict. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so easy to compare. We're taught that as children too, to compare ourselves through the media, through magazines, through whatever it is, but we're taught that too, you know, and then we just, until we kind of recognize what's happening, what what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we realize how free we can be. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that there's, there's no one judging you. Yeah. It's only self-judgment. Yeah. No one out there to judge. So true. So true. That's, that's a hard, I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. now from my, my perspective, that is probably the hardest thing to get is there's no one out there judging you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, even if it looks like they're judging you yeah. or you see there, there's only self judgment because in order for us to even think that someone's judging us we have to judge first we have to have that judgment first in our own minds for even to believe that there's something a force outside of us mm-hmm. that can judge us accurately yeah. so so that's that's hard one when we live in a world where it's so convincing yeah very convincing yeah yeah but there's people out there doing things to us yeah. you know and it's hard that's a hard one so that's um but that's part of the undoing of the ego it takes, yeah, yeah, a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember one time I was at a local grocery store and my skirt had gotten tucked into my tights <laughs> right at the back. And this woman at the, what the clerk was like, just so you know, your skirt's tucked into your tights at the back. I'm like, oh my goodness. I was just flashing everyone walking around the grocery store. And, you know, I was like, oh, thank you so much. And I got to the car and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm embarrassed. And I was like, but if I remember what the course says, there's no one out there. So <laughs> there really isn't. I mean, isn't that funny? So we we can just have a fun laugh with ourselves or everything exactly. without judging ourselves. We're just like, it helped oh, a little. Hilarious. Yeah. I mean, who cares? You know, it is so much more freeing to say who cares. Mm-hmm. If we can really do that, honestly, <laughs> say that. I know it's hard, but we really just say, does it really matter? What this person who we don't even know each other or doesn't yeah. know anything about me, what they think. Exactly. It really matter. And, but we make it matter. We don't have to make it matter. It doesn't have to matter. 
yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. Big one. It yeah. is. The gentle laughter, even at yourself, is all good. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And it's a fun, it could be a fun, non-judgmental laughter. Yeah. You're not judging yourself. You're just laughing. It's so so it can be fun and silly. This is a playground, this world. It really is. It's a classroom, but it's like a playground. We're just, you know, playing with things, we're learning, we're we're, you know, we're we're messing up. Yeah. We're, we're, we're doing things, something's wrong, or maybe we do something right, yeah. but we can really mess up too. So it's like, but we're, it's a classroom. We're just learning. And it's like a classroom where, what a great classroom when, you know, there's no one really judging. What a great classroom to be in. Yes. Yeah, true. You know, when, if we really get that, there's no one else really judging, you know, that then we don't have to be so harsh on ourselves and we can just enjoy the classroom. That's the, be having the happy dream. Yeah. Yeah. Happy dream of forgiveness when we don't, you know, let take things so seriously. Yeah. Recognize this is our, this is our playground here. You know, so let's play and have fun with it. And even our lessons. Yeah. Now I've been working with that too. And I tell you, it is a lot easier and better and more joyful, even with lessons. Mm -hmm. When, when I remember that too, and this is like a playground. Yeah. 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 You know, there's no harsh teacher pointing their finger at me going, you got an F, yeah. you failed this. That's just in our worldly schools where they don't know any better, you know, telling children that they're not good enough or they failed, yeah. you know, um, that's just the way the world that, you know, the way it is, the way it was set up. Yeah. But it's not, you know, a world that this is why we don't want to take the world so seriously because that world is not made with, with love. Exactly. It's about punishment punishing people yeah it's terrible you know when you look at that it's but fortunately we know uh now we know we don't have to perceive it that way we have a there's a different purpose for the world yeah yeah we can shift the purpose for the world and have a happy dream yes you really can you don't have to have a suffering dream you can have a happy dream such a powerful reminder and then that's how you know the next step is enlightenment and god takes that final step yes beautiful how beautiful yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. right right and 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 no one's sitting there saying we have to hurry and go you gotta do this and you should be up here you're down here there's no one judging even that of where everyone is yeah you know so everything is the way it's meant to be yeah 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 just again there's that pressure taken off you can relax relax into your script choose the holy spirit get into the practice and then you start to miss it when you don't connect to the holy spirit you start to miss it when you don't forgive and that becomes really right-mindedness becomes so natural to you it's beautiful yeah yeah it does it becomes more natural so you default to that instead of start defaulting to automatically to forgiveness and then eventually you know, you realize you're not condemning anymore. There's just nothing to forgive. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Forgive because you haven't condemned yourself or anyone else. So it's just automatic. You just know, you just understand. Isn't that cool? That's when understanding comes when you're like, oh, mm-hmm. nothing to do. That's yeah. what it means by nothing to do. Yeah. Forgive. I love it. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. yeah. I'll <laughs> take it. <laughs> Take it too, man. I'll nothing, nothing to do. <laughs> it's been done. It's already corrected. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I like that to think about that, that sometimes what I remind myself when something's really complex or really maybe heavy is I like to remind myself, but it's already done. So I'm going to align myself with the solution. I'm going to align myself with the healing, the part of the script where this heals. That's what I'm aligning with. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the correction is already done. It's yeah. already there. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I won't fight cool. it. I'll just allow it. Wow. It won't get in the way. Yep. Yes. We just tend to get in our own ways. Yeah. <laughs> That's the blocks. But it's there. It's done and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. End scene. Uh, <laughs> And scene, yes. And scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The end. Yeah. yeah. And I love how I love this too, now that we we're on that subject, how the course says, well, when it says, how will the world end? Well, yeah. it will end in an illusion like it began. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It'll end in an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it began in an illusion. Yeah. It will end the same way. Yeah. 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 And then we'll just know we'll be in a, you know, we'll just have awakened in that true understanding that we've never left. It was always just, we we're always at home in God. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the ultimate. <laughs> and yeah. I do want to touch on that because that's, um, I did want to make sure I mentioned this um, throughout your book, you talk about the quiet center, the quiet center within us. And I, you know, anytime I do an ACIM lesson or a type of meditation, I like to focus on that quiet center. It's so powerful. Like what a, what a nice habit to create for yourself to connect with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, um, there's that center that goes with you wherever you go, wherever you go. Mm -hmm. And you can learn to tap into it Mm -hmm. and you can get very good at it by, for me, the true prayer is just that's the way to get into that quiet center. Yeah. Um, but whatever your thing is, meditation in general, but just whatever it means for you to get quiet yes. and to get there. And then eventually you learn to know what that core center feels like. Yeah. And you can literally bring, it's sort of, I've experienced it as, it's like nothing can get to you when yeah. you're in that state. Yeah. Nothing can penetrate that. It's just this kind of so calming, a sense of certainty. Yeah. The doubt has vanished. Yeah. It's calm, comforting. Yeah. And you can just go with you wherever you go because God goes with you wherever you go. Yeah. No matter what turmoil is going on around you, mm-hmm. it's like this feeling of everything is okay. Yeah. I'm in the center. I'm, I found my core. Yeah. I'm, and I can remain there, you know. And uh, I always think of the eye of the hurricane as an analogy just the eye is calm in the hurricane the eye is calm yeah chaotic chaotic part is what's outside exactly yeah yeah but when you're in your core in your center it's calm and you can remain there and it's it's something that it's sort of like not of this world Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's not always easy to stay there but if you get good at that and that in meditation and finding it you can at least get yourself to the point where you can you can find it, you can keep finding it. Exactly. Eventually it just becomes a part of you. Exactly. Yeah. You something you turn to. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I love that you mentioned it. I just yes. <laughs> oh, it's so powerful and important, you know, to know that that's there. It doesn't, but it doesn't leave us. Yeah. And that it's right now within us, you know, and 
Yeah. He says, Jesus, I believe everything he says. He says, you can find peace in the midst of turmoil. You can learn to be at peace. Absolutely. Midst of turmoil. You could be on a battlefield. Yeah. If you're thinking in your right mind, you can be at peace no matter what is happening. Yeah. You know, and um, I believe him. I, I firmly believe that. I Because like, even I like, do. there's been some familial issues that my family's gone through you know, recently. And yeah, like I just choose not to react. I choose to trust and forgive mind my own biz and, you know, and, and people are sometimes upset at that. <laughs> and it's like, but I trust what, what, what is there to, for me to do? I, you know, other than just forgive this. And if anything, I should do anything I will, but no, definitely that quiet center is my choice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're again, you're giving them permission. That, oh, there's another way. Yeah, they can look at it too. Like, yeah. wait, she's not really reacting. Like I yeah. thought she would, or it's helping them without them. Maybe they don't realize it, but they're yeah. they're being assisted. Yeah, and they're giving a being given an opportunity to choose that mm -hmm. if they it's their choice, and we don't. It's not our business to decide for them. Exactly. They can choose to be upset if they want to. We, we I always think we need to allow people that. That's where they are, but at least you're giving them an option. Yeah. Say, yeah. Oh, but there's another way. That's loving, very loving. Yeah. And I liken it to like my two puppies, right? Just very yeah. young when the doorbell rings or they hear people talk outside and they like look, they're like, woof, little tiny barks. Yeah. And they're looking at me like, is this an issue? And I'm just reading. And I and I think of it that way, like I'm demonstrating to you that this is not an issue. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I That's just right. kind of thought that way. <laughs> yeah, but it is. You're right. It is. You can do it with animals. You can do it with people. You can do. I mean, seriously. I mean, anything. Yeah. Anything. Any being. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's not an issue. Yep. You're. That's like saying nothing happened. The separation hasn't occurred. Exactly. Or yep. everything's. We're still at home in God. Yep. You're not really guilty. I'm not guilty. Mm -hmm. So, what is there going to be concerned about? If I'm not angry, why, why should you be, you yeah. know, again, that's that choice, yeah. that option. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, we're coming up on two hours here. Um, that's the time I, I've. That's amazing to me. I, it does not feel like two hours. It's just like, I just want to like grab some wine, pop some corn and just continue. <laughs> But did, did anyone else have any questions? I just want to make sure everyone gets a chance to say anything if they wanted to. Just want to make sure everyone gets their opportunity. Don't be shy. <laughs> I know Carl, he had to go. Don had to go. So, but yes. thanks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you to everybody here. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, and, and Cindy, thank you so much for taking this time to be with us. Yeah. We're so grateful. I know in my heart, I'm so grateful and yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. I love this. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Thank you. And yeah. did you have any final thoughts or anything that you wanted to make sure that you shared? No, just, <laughs> just everyone just, you know, Look, we're all innocent. Just remember that, that there's no, there's nothing that you have to struggle to try to do or struggle against anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always going to be guided by the Holy Spirit as to what's best for you. And I think if we just all remember that and have faith in that, even though you can't see the Holy Spirit, you can't always see that what the best outcomes are of a situation. Yeah. Um, the outcomes are our concern. 
Yeah. All that matters is, is are we, what is our attitude? Are we forgiving? Are we being forgiving? Are we being loving? Are we being kind to ourselves? Are we being kind to others? You know, and there's only one of us. So when we're being kind to mm-hmm. others, we're being kind to ourselves. We're forgiving others. We're forgiving ourselves. So just remembering those things is all that really is important. It's not so much what we're doing in the world, yeah. but just how we're being yes. in the world is all that really matters. It's curious, like uh, just touching on what you shared, I had a note from the int- from your introduction that I wanted to share a course quote, which when I read it, I was like, yes, I love this one. And it says, it is only because you think that you can run some little part or deal with certain aspects of your life alone that the guidance of the Holy Spirit is limited. So what an invitation, like Holy Spirit, just doors wide open. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Because if we are trying to do something on our own, yeah, we're basically saying goodbye to love, like forget it. You're not really there. Yeah. We're trying to do it with the ego as our teacher, doing it on our own. And that doesn't go very well. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. And uh, by just being opening it up and saying, look, I don't, I can't do this alone. I don't want to do this alone. Please do this with me or whatever it is is a huge part of this path. Yeah, and that's what I love to say, like even when something is going a little difficult, I just say, just leave the door to the Holy Spirit ajar, just slightly open. If that's yep. all you can manage. If that's all you can even manage, that's a good point, Fiona. Even if you can only do so much, just knowing that you can open the door a tiny bit. Yeah. Even if you can't open it at all, just knowing that that's an option. Yeah, yeah. Just know it's an option, you're choosing it, right? So. Just go, well, I'm choosing not to let the door open. Okay. At least I can know I can choose that. And I'm still innocent, but I'm just choosing. I know I'm choosing it. And when I'm ready, I'm going to open that door just to crack. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Well, it was an incredible book and I just so enjoyed reading it. Thank you. Thank you. Just the galactic family, the importance of animals, talking about Lemuria and civilizations before us that practiced peace and showed peace and demonstrated peace to us through their artwork, as you were saying, left those nuggets behind for us to follow. And just the whole thing, I I highly recommend everyone reads it if you haven't. Um, Here it is with all my crazy post-it notes again. (laughs) She post-it notes (laughs) I love your circular poem. I love those. <laughs> Are they cute? <laughs> yeah, they're very cute. Yeah, they're very cute. I love it. I love it. And I and thank you so much for, you know, and it just uh yeah, inviting me to be part of this discussion and talking about my book. I really appreciate that. And to everybody who's reading it and hopefully getting something out of it. Um that's the only reason I write these. Yeah. Um, yeah really being honest, I just enjoy it. And I guess I love sharing the teachings because I love the teachings so much and it helps yeah. me. Yeah. Like I just, I just want to spread yeah. Yeah. these messages. Yeah. That's all. You know? Yeah. Being this far along, being a course teacher yeah. for so long and writing about it. And when you like read course quotes and you still get the shivers because it's so awesome. I do still. I do. <laughs> oh, I get them all the time. I'm like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. My gosh, yeah, it's just so inspiring, you know. Yeah. And yeah, the course itself, I mean, oh my god, you know, it's yeah. just uh, yeah, incredible, yeah. incredible gift that Holy Spirit gave us. What a gift! Oh, yeah, the way out, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, just thank you again for taking time to be with us. And if you had any residual questions, please feel welcome to email me, Fiona at fionamaria.ca, and I'll forward them on to Cindy. And yeah, absolutely. We're here for you. <laughs> Yeah, thanks thank everyone you so much for joining. Thank you. Yeah. Love thank you. Bye. Thank you. Kiss Bye, -bye. Bye. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>